Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Hallelujah. Are you glad you're in church? Yeah. yeah. All right, if you're not, say you are anyway. Uh, I want to say happy birthday to my friend, Potsy, or Stephen Pilot. We call him Potsy, but he's 43 today. And... Uh, been my friend for 33 of those 43 years. Uh, anyway, it's an honor being your friend. I would like to, uh, if you to take your Bibles today. Today I want to talk to you about the ABCs of your calling. It's good to see Warren here. Man, we've missed you, bud. Great to have you back in from Houston, about to take off for El Paso. And, and there is something beyond El Paso. I didn't know if you knew that. But there, I thought El Paso was the end of the planet, but there's actually like New Mexico and Arizona anyway. He's going to be out there. So be praying for him as he's traveling. Uh, <clears throat> where are we going? First Corinthians chapter 7. I want to talk to you about the ABCs of your calling today. Uh, <clears throat> also uh, glad to have Kevin and Edie land with, or land with us today. Uh, Jeremiah's uh, parents, as well as both of his brothers. We saw Josiah on Sunday and then Jonathan back here, who needs healing in his leg as well. But good to have the land, fam, land family with us today at One Cause Church. We love you guys. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, why don't we just start reading in verse 17. And um, we're going to go through about 24 or so. But God, but as God, has distributed to each one, as the Lord has called each one. So let him walk. And so I ordain in all the churches. Was anyone called while circumcised? Let him not become uncircumcised. Was anyone called while uncircumcised? Let him not be circumcised. Circumcision is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing, but keeping the commandments of God is what matters. Let each one remain in the same calling in which he was called. Were you called while a slave? Do not be concerned about it, but if you can be made free, rather use it. For he who is called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's freedman. Likewise, he who is called while free is Christ's slave. You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. Brethren, let each one remain with God in that state in which he was called. Paul gives us some repetitive phrases here in this chapter, in these few verses, that we need to really pay attention to and heed the exhortation as well as the warning of those things concerning our call. And the ABCs of your call have to do with action, let's say action, boundaries, and companionship. Action boundaries, and companionship. Father, now we invite you here at this moment to shine your light upon your word. Thank you, Lord, for your word that it is life to those who find it and it's health to all of their flesh. We are here to receive from your word. We're here to receive from you, Lord, and to surrender to you and to submit to your word. Lord, we hold it as the highest standard as you hold your word even above your own name. So, Father God, we set our hearts to, and minds and lives to receive everything that your word comes to bring to us. Thank you, Lord, for it. Thank you, Lord, that you bring revelation 
by your spirit now. Thank you for your blessing upon this moment together. In Jesus' name, amen. But as God, verse 17, but as God has called or is distributed to each one, to each one and has called each one. So you see this? God has distributed to you and God has called you. God has distributed to you and God has called you. So now it's on you to take action on it. God has distributed it into, separated into parts. So I'm, I have a part, you have a part, and everybody then has been apportioned apart from God. And that part that God distributed to you is your actual ability to fulfill his purpose. All right? What he gave you is the empowerment to do it. Yeah. It's the ability. Say, so God has made me able. All right, God has given you the ability. But not only that, when he distributed it to you, this ability, but the scripture says that he also called each one, which means he gave you the authority to do it as well. So with the distribution of a gift, God has given you the ability, and with the calling, he's given you the authority. This is awesome. So I want you to say this with me. I have the ability, and I have the authority to fulfill God's purpose in my life. All I need to do is take action. All right? So God has done his part with the ability and the authority. Now you do your part and walk in it. That's what the scripture says, to walk in it. That's what the word walk means, to make your way and to make due use of opportunities. In other words, make it happen. Take action. I want Quan and Jackie, are you in the room? Yes, you are in the room, to come up for a moment. Because as I was studying this, this message, uh, studying this passage of Scripture, these two kept coming to my mind. I thought, I'm just going to have to have them share because uh, I believe that this beautifully illustrates what we're talking about right now. Come on up there. <laughs> okay. If you know me, I'm scared to get on stage. Highly scared. Okay, so in December, a little bit after Christmas... God came to me and Quan in the same service, and God told me, you need to go up to Jenna Ortonblad, you need to tell her that you want to take over teaching uh, pre-K in second service. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is scary, you know, taking this over. But I did, and then Quan, um, God came to Quan also and told him to get more involved. And ever since then, our life has just flourished. I mean, where we help with Thrive, and we help in Kids Church, and in Pre-K. Right yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just awesome. God's done so many amazing things in our life since December. Um, and we're so thankful that everyone's let us serve, and it's awesome. We also upped our tithe two times, and we randomly were cleaning our house one day, and found $2,000. And it was, it's awesome. And it's just really cool. <laughs> Mark, Mark said, let's go clean house. That's what oh. he said. So. Um, I guess my testimony would be uh, during YFN, which was an amazing week. Um, these kids, uh, the parents, you guys are doing a great job. So thank you because these kids, are, they're going to go on and do great things. Um, and Nathan, obviously, you know, Pastor Nathan has been such a huge influence with them. So 
I want to say thank you, you guys. Um, but my testimony would be uh, during uh, one of the night services, Pastor Chris Estrada was, uh, had an altar call about healing. And it was so overwhelming because the whole congregation just started standing up and started walking down the aisles and going to the front. Well, before you knew it, it would start spilling towards the front. And he goes, well, you know, I don't have enough interns to pray for all these people. So let's, let's bring the youth pastors, let's bring the youth leaders, and you guys know what to do. Let's pray over these kids and let's, let's um, pray for healing for them. Uh, well, there's this one, one young man. He was a very stout boy. He was very big. And I was like, son, what do you need prayer for? He goes, well, my back. Um, my back doctor said that, you know, MRI show that it's like on its last leg and, you know, you got to be really careful or else, you know, you're going to have to have surgery, which is something uh, that I just now thought of um, when talking to Pastor Roxanne. She gave me a prophetic word saying, um, she goes, oh, what do you do? I was like, well, I'm a nursing student. She goes, well, I, I see that God's telling me that, you know, you are going to be a figure where you're going to go and um, you're going to lay hands on people and you're going to create healing for these for these people before they can even go into surgery. They won't need to go into surgery. They don't need to do anything else. You're going to have that power and you're going to have that ability to go. And um, so I was like, well, let's pray. So we start praying, you know, and um, I start praying the Holy Spirit, which actually is something new to me um, just a couple months ago, which thank you. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> so I was starting to pray in the Holy Spirit and, you know, the enemy is like, well, what are you saying? What are you saying? You know, this isn't real, but you know what? Uh, I know it's real, and I know that the Holy Spirit's always with us, and, um, you know, I just casted that out, and when we kept on praying about it, he started kind of going forward, and I was like, help me, Jesus, what's going on? And he, he got slain in the Holy Spirit, and that was the first time that's happened to me, so I was like, God bless. Uh, But tears just came over, and it was overwhelming to him, but then after that, he just stood right back up, laid down again, stood right back up, and said, you know what, my back is healed started bending, stooping, twisting, things that he could not do or was able to, and what facts and figures said about his back was gone. And uh, the Lord worked um, through us in that night, and he was healed. And that happened to many, many kids, even in our own ministry. So praise God. Amen. Awesome. Praise God. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. And in about six, six months... God has transformed Quan uh, and Jackie's lives by simply taking action on a call to get more involved. Yeah. It was that simple. Get more involved. And, and there, they, there was no way they could necessarily define what that looked like except, well, just, just start getting involved. Let's just serve here, serve there. And now, and it, and now look what it's opened up to from, from, from just getting involved with pre-K to laying hands on people and seeing the power of God and the guy gets healed. All right? It's just, these are people in the kingdom of God that are just taking action. This is on all of us. That's what Paul said. Walk in this thing. The ability and the authority has been given to you by God. You don't have to try to work that up. You don't have to try to, to get to a place where you have a certain title. Just start walking. Amen. And, and, and as you go, see, then the call becomes clearer to you. It becomes more clearly defined. Well, I just don't know. I'm just waiting on the Lord to tell me. Actually, he's waiting on you to take action, and then he'll show you, because he's not going to lay out the whole plan before you, and then you just say, okay, I'm just going to walk it out, because you're going to be having these conversations with him all along the way. That's, the, that's really the whole point of this deal. 
All right, I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself here. But God has called every one of us. God has given us ability and authority, and now we put it into action. I I just wanted you to understand that Paul later says in that verse, and so I ordain in all the churches. And so I ordain in all the churches. In other words, what's good for that church is good for our church. That's what he's saying. And so your purpose, your, your fulfilling God's purpose for your life is found really through your place in the church because God set you in the church as a member of the body, all individual members. So I want you to see yourself as, as in an integral member to this house because if you're not here, then we're not whole. Hmm? If you're not a part then we're missing something. You are here just as much, you are here for the church just as much as the church is here for you. Yeah, yeah that, that's, all right. I want you to find somebody, just turn to them right now and tell them you are here for the church just as much as the church is here for you. Amen. That's good preaching. You are all just preached really well to one another. Now look at verse 18. Was anyone called while circumcised? Let him not become uncircumcised. Paul, that's going to take a miracle, first of all. All right, we won't go into the detail. Okay, was anyone called while uncircumcised? Let him not be so. What is he talking about? Why is he bringing this up right now? And then it says, uh, neither circumcision matters or uncircumcision, but keeping the commandments of God. Or otherwise, in actually taking action on what God has called you to do. That's what, he's, that's what the context of this is about. So what Paul is saying, uh, circumcision, uncircumcision, this is about, Paul is warning us to not become religious about this call on our lives. Because religion is about an outward appearance. Did you hear me? I said, religion is about an outward show, an outward of, as my grandmother used to always say, he's showing out. So what he's saying is, circumcision would set you in with the, the, amongst the Jews and please them or uncircumcision. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Paul's saying that's not even the whole point. Not, don't get religious about this call in your life. Take action on this call. And Jesus warns against what this, what, what Paul is warning against in Matthew chapter uh, 23 and verse 1. Let's read that. Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his disciples, verse 2, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. <clears throat> Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. But do not do according to their works, for they say and do not do. For they bind heavy burdens, hard to bear, and they lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. But all their works, you see this, all their works they do to be seen by men. They make their phylacteries broad and enlarge the borders of their garments. You might be wondering what a phylactery is. You're going to get a little lesson in history. Let's bring up this picture. All right. That strap that's around that young man's arm and the little thing on his elbow as well as on his head, that's called a phylactery, all right? It's what the Pharisee uses to go to morning prayer. And in those little boxes, the one on the forehead and the one on the arm, 
our little parchment, pieces of parchment with pieces of scripture from the law on them, all right? So this was a, they, they would do that to, to make sure that the law uh, was being observed by them as a constant reminder. The, the scripture says, bind them around your neck, write them upon the table of your heart. They shall be frontlets between your eyes, up on your arm, out of Deuteronomy. So that's what they're, that's, they took that literally and, and made this phylactery, all right? kind of fun to say. Come on, try it. Phylactery. Yeah. So they would, Jesus said they make their phylacteries broad. So they really made a big show about their phylacteries and going to morning prayer to be seen by all men. And the tassels, the, 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 uh, the hymn or the tassels were, were all about the observance of the law as well. So they made those large so everybody could see, I live by the law. When they indeed didn't live by the law, they just told others they needed to live by the law. Okay, aren't you glad you came to church? You learned something yeah. today. Amen. Phylacteries. In other words, what Paul is saying is it's not about, it is not about looking the part, it's about living your part. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's continue. Verse 20 of 1 Corinthians 7 says, but let each one remain in the same calling in which he was called. Let each one remain in the, this is about boundaries, all right? To remain in the same calling in which you were called. Because he's encouraging us here to do this, but there's also a bit of a warning as well in this encouragement. Because you're going to be tempted to be diverted from this call. You're going to be tempted to be moved off course from what you're called to do. And that's going to happen through various distractions in life, through disappointments through difficulties, these things are coming to steal from you and to get you away from the boundaries, outside of the boundaries of this calling with which you were called. Because the enemy is relentless and he is coming only to steal and to kill and to destroy. And whatever way possible, that's what he's come to do. That's what his MO is, all right? Because he knows that you've been given the ability, and you've been given the authority by God, and if you take action on that, there ain't a thing he can do about it. But he's going to do his dead level best. He's going to try. And these things happen. Stuff happens in your life to get you off course, and, and you need to stay in the boundaries of your calling. These boundaries are not there to bind you. They're not there to limit you. They're actually there to make you free as possible. All right? To really live in the power of your purpose. Like, let's say, uh, let's just sing this with me if you know it. Amazing grace. Uh, Now, see, how do you know that song? How do you know that song? Because that song is bound to a melody. Right? That song is bound to a melody, and it doesn't, it doesn't go off of that melody. I mean, everybody, I, well, a lot of people know the song Amazing Grace, especially if you've ever been to a funeral. Right? But you know the song, it's been through the ages because it has stayed within the bounds of those notes. Right? That way everybody knows it. It's very familiar. You have this calling upon your life, and it's not, like I said, it's not there to bind you. It's there to free you to be the freest you possible. Yeah. <laughs> God has designed it such a way. I have a, I, 
Have you ever been driving down the road, going on a road trip, and you're listening to a, the radio, and your favorite song is on the radio, and right about that time, you're really getting into it, or you're listening to maybe a story on the radio, you all of a sudden, you start getting, losing signal? Hmm? Why does that always happen during your favorite song and during a story that you're actually interested in? It seems to happen every time like that. You, the static starts coming in. You start going, no, no, no. So, right, so you, you know, do whatever you can to, to try to keep the signal. Maybe hold your hand. I don't know what you, what you would do to try to do that. But, you know, or try to dial in a little, especially if you have a dial. Anybody have dials on their radios anymore? Yeah, just, you used to could. Yeah, you used to could. Yeah. But. That, and that's frustrating because that signal can only go so far. It's bound to a certain geographical location. If you get outside of that location, then your signal, the signal is lost to you. So you're not called to do everything, but you are absolutely beyond the shadow of a doubt called to do something. All right? And so God has a very specific purpose for you to fulfill, a specific calling upon your life. And if you will bind yourself to the well, how do I know what the boundaries are? You'll know. Because he's given you his Holy Spirit who is going to ne never lead you astray. All right? He will keep you on course. He will keep you within the boundaries. It's a matter of you listening, staying tuned and listen to what he's saying because he will guide you into all truth. These things happen. These, this trouble comes into your life and, and there's this temptation to get off course. There's this temptation because... Uh, these feelings of uncertainty begin to arise. Believe me, I know what I'm talking about. I've been pastoring, I don't know, for several years now. And I have to tell you, I've had many bouts with feelings of uncertainty. Just ask my wife. Amen. As a matter of fact, when I first started preaching, my dad had asked me to do a, a, a congregation, to start a church on the west side of McKinney. And we did, that when, I, when our initial congregation was downtown, uh, so we were in a school on the west side. While Dad was there, east, uh, I was west, and I, we had about 40 or so that were with us in the school, and we were doing, and, and I, I really, I knew that I was called to preach. I knew it at an early age, at the age of 10, actually. But let me tell you something. Nothing tested that call like actually doing it. And on Sunday mornings, I would get up there and I would be all excited throughout the week because I'd got a message prepared and I would stand up there and I would deliver the message. And then I would walk off that stage. You can ask other, I don't know how many Sundays in a row this happened. I'd stand out and I'd say, this is the last time I'm ever doing this. I'm never preaching again. I hate doing this. I mean, just go from mountaintop to the depths of the shadow of valley of the shadow of death. I hate, I hate doing this. I mean, it was, it was debilitating. And then, sure enough, next week, I'd start studying the scriptures again. I'd get all pumped up again. I'd get all excited. I'd get there. This Sunday's going to be different. I'd stand up there and preach and go, I hate this. And I'd walk off the stage and say, I'm never doing this again. I'm telling you, I'm never doing it. She'd say, what is wrong with you? It was all the time. And it took some time for me to get over and realize that these feelings of uncertainty are, are not here to encourage me. They're trying to knock me off course and try to get me out of faith. Let me just say this. Maybe this, if I can put it in these words, it might help you. The scripture says that faith is, the spirit of faith is believing and speaking. Well, let me say the spirit of doubt is feeling and speaking. 
All right? Faith is believing and speaking. Doubt is feeling and speaking. Right? You ever know what I'm talking about? You're around people who just say whatever they feel, whatever they feel. Right? And you can't figure out where in the world they stand. Hmm? So these feelings of uncertainty come, and if you entertain those feelings, then you'll start asking questions. And this is where doubt begins to creep in. Stuff like, well, is this really God's will for me? It shouldn't be this difficult. <laughs> yeah. Or am I really cut out for this? God, I think you missed it when you called me because uh, I'm not doing a very good job. Why is this happening to me? All those kinds of things happen because of these feelings. But along with those feelings, my family, there's also the power to choose. You are still in control no matter what you're feeling at that moment. Yeah. You are still in control of what you choose to do at that moment. Yeah. You can either choose to open up your mouth, and, and it will be determined by what comes out of your mouth, yeah. whether you're speaking Amen. by feelings or whether you're speaking by faith. Yeah. Amen. All right, and how you talk by faith is to declare what God has said. Yeah. You declare what God has said despite what your circumstances are saying to you. Yeah. Yeah. All right? That's time to press in and pray and seek God and pray in the Holy Spirit. If you got to, call somebody up that you know will encourage you. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Somebody that will, that will help pull you up out of that muck, out of that mire. Somebody that will speak about your future to you. Somebody that will fill you full of the Word of God, that will encourage you in faith, that will come into agreement with you, that will help you look up. Come on, am I talking to you today? Whatever it takes, this is how you can overcome it. And staying in church, amen. Yeah, amen. Because these keep you connected to your purpose and your call. As I said, you're not called to do everything, but you are certainly called to do something. And if you allow the Holy Spirit, he's given you his Holy Spirit to guide you into all truth, he will lead you in the right way all the time. Live in the boundaries. Remain in the same calling with which you were called. Look at verse 21. Were you called while a slave? Now, Paul's talking to, uh, to people who were under the Roman regime, under the Roman regime. There were lots of slaves in that time. And it, what, look what he says. Do not be concerned about it. But if you can be made free, rather use it. So Paul is saying your call is not indicative of, upon your circumstances. It's not, it's not predicated upon your circumstances, whether you're a slave or not a slave, or whether you're free or whether you're not free. That's not the point. Watch. For he who is called in the Lord. That's where your calling lies. Not in a location, not in a situation, but in the Lord. While as, if you, for he who is called in the Lord while he is a slave, he is the Lord's freedman. Likewise, he who is called while free is Christ's slave. You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. What he's saying is, the same thing as he said, don't become uncircumcised or circumcised, whatever those things. Because this isn't about other men. This isn't, you are not to be bought by men. You are already bought by God. Yeah. So you don't have to become slaves of men. You owe no man anything except to love them. That's what the scripture teaches Amen. us. All right? All right, living our lives for them, we're living our lives for him. Yeah. This calling is in the Lord. Praise. Brethren, let each one remain with God. Come on, say with God. with God. All right, that's the last thought on this. Brethren, let each one remain with God. Say companionship. Yeah. All right? In that state in which he was called. So he keeps bringing us back to this calling and what that looks like. Stay, getting in it, walking in it, staying in it, and doing it with God. Yeah. All right? Yeah. We do know these truths. And I'm going to remind you today that God is with you. Yeah. 
He is with you. So I want to encourage you as Paul encouraged. Remain with him. Remain with him. Because he's always there. He's the one that you are living for. He is the one who is working in you. He is the one who is working through you. Philippians says that we're, we're working out our own salvation with fear and trembling before it is God who is working in us. Extraordinary thing, extraordinary partnership that God would come and dwell in this fleshly body called the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I've got a little video I want you to watch for just a moment that I think describes this partnership that we have with Almighty God. Without God, there's only you. Huh? And your very limited ability. But with him, the scripture says, all things are possible. You were created by God for companionship with God. He gifted you and he called you so that you would partner with him in this great life to live your life beyond the limitation of human capabilities. Since he gave it to you and he gave you purpose, the scripture says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That's an extraordinary piece of scripture. We have this treasure in earthen vessels, which means in your weakness, his strength is made perfect. That's why we don't regard ourselves just by according to the flesh. We see ourselves as someone who is partnered with Almighty God, who is connected with the God of more than enough, with the God who is well able and who is well willing. Hallelujah. In your inability, God is well able. In your lack of understanding, he's wisdom. In your fears, he is confidence and peace and courage. All right? So you can either look at your limitation and your inability, or you can do this thing with God and realize it's his power, it's his strength, it's his help that will pull you through any, any circumstance, any situation, and cause you to live a life that is an overcoming life. That's why Paul is telling, stay with God in this. Let him show you who he is with you and through you. This purpose that we have is a purpose that's connected 
to an eternal God, which makes it an eternal purpose. As God, verse 17, has distributed to each one, as the Lord has called each one, so let him walk. So God has given you the ability and he's given you the authority. Now I want to encourage you, take action. Walk in your calling. Walk in his purpose. And then it says, let each one remain in the same calling which he, he was called, which means there are boundaries. There are boundaries in this calling. And, and there's, there are temptations, things trying to sway you and, keep, and get you out of that so that you lose signal, so that you lose purpose. But no, 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 these boundaries are there for you. And God has called you to a very specific thing to fulfill a very specific purpose. It actually is simplifying your life, really. Especially in this age of distraction. And then, brethren, let each one remain with God in that state in which he is called. You are called to partnership, to companionship with God. Action, boundaries, companionship. Father, thank you. Thank you for this, this great word. Thank you, Lord, for your guidance today. Thank you for your correction and for your encouragement, Lord. Your word builds us up. And it gives us an inheritance. I pray, God, for everyone under the sound of my voice now, God, that they, Lord, would take these words to heart today concerning this great call upon their lives, that they would not see it, Lord, or, or deem it lightly, Lord, but they would understand today that the breath that they're breathing right now is a gift. The body that they are living in is a gift. The life that they are living is a gift from you. And it's not one that is to be lived aimlessly and wondering, but it has purpose. And you've put in every one here a gift. You've distributed to everyone a part in this body, in this world. And you've also called them, giving them the authority, tell, in other words, showing them, I'll back you. I will back you. I'm with you in this. And Lord, that we would not cower from this call, but Lord, that your people would be courageous in it, to always be in action with it, to walk in it, to seize those due opportunities, Lord, to make the most of them, until they stay within the bounds of it, to not be disillusioned, God, through distractions and difficulties and disappointments, but Father God, understanding that you, God, are with us. You are with us. And Lord, we today are with you. We're with you. We choose to do this with you, God. There's no way we can do this by ourselves. We're hopeless by ourselves, but with you, God, we can do anything. Through Christ. Thank you for the companionship that we have, the joy of that companionship that we have daily with you, Lord. You have so many wonderful and beautiful things to do for us, through us, in us, with us. Help us, Lord, to fully embrace our calling, and to release that gift that you've put in us, God. Thank you for this people here, Lord, that you've called for your purpose and for your glory. Thank you for your blessing upon them. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, 
please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.